Good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. I'm Anthony Moore, and I serve as the senior pastor of the Carolina Church located in Fort Washington, Maryland. Honored to have you all be a part of our prayer call on this morning. Thank you for your attendance. I'm going to ask if you would to um, go ahead and pull out your notes from our last gathering. Or um, I want to make sure that we have the specific um, thoughts and certainly instructions that we get from the Word of God as we approach His throne and attempt to be prayer warriors who, in fact, are growing in the Lord as it relates to His Word. I started talking about with you all this whole notion around the church, around the church, and um, being Christ-like, and us making church a priority. We're living in a day and time where there's a relaxed kind of laissez-faire kind of mindset and attitude towards church, and certainly being in attendance. And so we raised some questions for you, those of you who are on this call. We raised some questions from a biblical perspective in in terms of um, why is church, why is going to church so important? We wrestled with um, or will wrestle with the idea of is it a sin not to want to go to church? And then what's the point of going to church anyway? And those were the kind of the questions that we kind of helped to gauge our conversation as we attempt to grow. And even on this morning, as you all are wiping sleep from your eyes and you're listening to this, I'm praying that it will prick hearts and give instructions that not only might we ourselves be governed by, but that we will also be the salt of the earth and utilize the instructions in which we're giving to encourage and grow others. I think that there are two questions, you all, that we have to answer in addition to what I'm talking about this church, but from a personal perspective, we need to ask and answer the questions personally about, one, um, am I being discipled? That's an important question that we have to wrestle with. Am I being discipled, that's the first question. And number two, who am I discipling? Am I being discipled? And two, am I who am I discipling? And it's it's so important we get this mandate from the Lord Jesus Christ to um, go make disciples. Go make disciples. He tells us to go into all the world and make disciples baptizing them and the question that we have to answer and to be confronted by is is um am i being discipled and two who am i discipling and so even today as i give these instructions it's a part of the discipling process and um and i want to work through this on this morning um it's the weekend you're tired uh, you've worked all week. Um, 
you in fact um, have to go to the work to to work on Monday morning. And the question is, why 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 would I want to drag myself out of bed on Sunday morning to go to church? Um, why why do I want to do that? Church is boring. I don't necessarily get along with the people that's there. They don't know me. I don't know them. What's the point of us going to church anyway? And the Bible tells us that um, all believers need to attend church so that we can worship God, be taught from his word, and have relationship with others. I'll say it again. Bible tells us that all believers need to attend church so that we can worship God, be taught from his word, and have relationships with other believers. That's what the Lord, the Bible tells us. Now, um, once you have accepted Jesus as your Savior, you have become a member of the body of Christ. Once you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you've become a member of the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27 says, Now that you are the body of Christ and individually members of it, that's 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27. Let me read it to you again. Now that you are the body of Christ, meaning you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, now that you are the body of Christ and individually you are members of it. That's what it says. Um, now, that's 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27. I do need you to know that um, when a person trusts Jesus Christ for salvation, he or she is made a member of the body of Christ. Whenever we, whenever, whenever we trust Jesus Christ as our Savior, when we trust him for salvation, you and I become a member of the body of Christ for a church body to function properly, in order for a church body to function properly, all of its body parts need to be present and working. All of the parts of that body has to be present and it has to be working. According to 1 Corinthians 12, and uh, if you hang out around verse 14 and go all the way to verse 20, I won't read all of it for you. But it tells us, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. And if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, I am an eye, I do not belong to the body. I don't belong to the body. I don't belong to the body. Um, um, and if uh, I don't belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. 
if the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, then where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, there are many parts, yet one body, yet one body, okay? So, so um, for the church body to function properly, all of its body parts need to be present and working. It's not enough just to attend a church. We should be involved in some type of ministry to others, using the spiritual gifts God has given unto us. And he's given all of us spiritual gifts, according to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers but he, number 12, to equip the saints for the work of for ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all obtain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge, and to the knowledge of the Son of God. So, so we, we're called, we're called, you all, just to, to utilize our spiritual gifts. Um, that God has given unto us, a believer will never reach full spiritual maturity without having that outlet for their gifts. And we all need the assistance and the encouragement of other believers. All of us need the assistance and the encouragement of other believers. As I spent time dealing with that on last week, that, that that as believers, we are to love one another, we are to encourage one another, we are to spur, S-P-U-R-O, one another to love and good works, we are to serve one another, we are to instruct one another, we are to honor one another, and we are to be kind and compassionate to one another. We all need the assistance and encouragement of other believers. Now, for these reasons and more, church attendance Participation and fellowship should be a regular aspect of a believer's life. Weekly church attendance is, is, is in no sense required. I want you to hear me as I give this. It is Weekly church attendance is in no sense required for believers. But someone who belongs to Christ should have a desire to worship God receive his word, and fellowship with other believers. I'm going to do that again because I need you all to make sure you hear me correctly. Weekly church attendance is in no sense required for believers. But someone who belongs to Christ should have a desire to worship God, to receive his word, and fellowship with other believers. Jesus is the cornerstone of the church, and we are like living stones being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. 
And as the building materials of God's spiritual house, we naturally have a connection with one another, and that connection is evident every time the church goes to church. If you look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 5 and verse 6, we're told we're like living stones. We're built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Um, and, and it's important for us to know that God views the church as a spiritual house. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end here for today. Um, on next Wednesday, if the Lord delays its coming, I want to talk about is it a sin to not to want to go to church? I want to deal with it. Is it a sin not to want to go to church? And I want to deal with the fact that no church will be perfect. No church will be perfect, which is the reason why many of us don't want to attend because we don't if the church is not perfect. So I want to kind of unpack those two things on next Wednesday. Today, as I have unpacked these principles for you this morning, I'm going to ask you to center your mind at this point around the idea of us praying to the Lord Jesus Christ on behalf of those persons who have sent us a um, prayer request. Would you help me to intercede? I want to pray for the associate pastor may read and her family um, um, as they continue to work through and navigate this whole idea around the surgery of their daughter. We'll believe in God for the healing, even without surgery. For Petrina Washington, we're praying today. Petrina Washington, um, been suffering from shingles. We're praying for Petrina. Larry Thomas, we're praying for Jackie Thomas. Um, we're praying for Bessie Pringle. Um, we're praying for Sister Mary Davis and Deacon Evelyn Max, Sister Martina Baxter, Associate Pastor Talia White. We're praying for Velda Jones continually and Sister Gaylene Musgrove. I also want you to join me today in praying for those persons that we wrote down on our list as I've given instructions um, to the congregation this past Sunday that they're, during the month of July and the month of August that we're going to spur our faith and um, we listed seven persons, and I certainly, if you have not participated, want to and, um, bring you into this exercise. I'm believing that God's going to, in the next two months, as we go through um, July and August, that we will get an opportunity to bombard heaven, to petition heaven on behalf of people that we know that we're in relationship with, that we want to see come to know Christ in such a real way. And I've asked you to list their names. And so even today, I began praying, and I'm asking you to join me in that prayer for all of those names that have been listed by individuals. I'm going to ask you all to help me pray for Ruth Ann Major. I'm praying today for um, um, Pastor Stephen Tucker. We're believing God for healing in his body. For Reverend Harold Brinkley, we're praying today. I want to ask you all to continue to lift them in prayer, if you will. Um, I want you all to pray for Christy Thielen and Garen Thielen. We're praying for the UBS team and for Art Alley. 
We're praying today for you, my brothers and sisters. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the privilege of giving unto us instructions, God, as we are yet growing in your word. We thank you for your word that is made plain so that even, God, we can see it and understand it and begin to apply it. We do ask for your Holy Spirit to come alongside of us, God, to make us better. We want to be your disciples, God. And so, Lord, we thank you for the privilege of being able to even have relationship with you. This is your day. This is a new day, God. It's a day that you've made, and we're grateful for it. We thank you for the new mercies you've brought into our lives and you created for us on this day, on this Wednesday. We thank you for that, God. And, Lord, we honor you. We honor you. I'm grateful to you, God, for being the doctor that has never lost a patient. And so even now we lay before you those persons whose names were called and those persons who were having tests done on today and, and scheduled for surgeries and for those who are yet going to the doctors to get the diagnosis of what's wrong. God, I'm praying today that you would have your way in all of their lives. I'm praying today, God, for every person that you've assigned unto them, for every doctor, for every nurse, for every medical practitioner, for the anesthesiologist, I pray, God. I'm praying for even the medication that will be administered. I'm praying, God, for even the surgeon and that precision will be um, the lot of that individual, that he will, you would use their hands to bring about healing. I'm praying today for those whose minds need your healing. Father, you are a mind regulator, and we know it, God. You can speak to the mind. And Lord, it has to obey your command. So even now, I pray that depression is released, that that anything that will cause us to act out of personality that you created, God, we bind it now in the name of Jesus, and we loose, God, um, uh, proper mental health, even in this day. We come against it, God. We come against the violence that has permeated our land. We, we, we believe, God, that you've called us to be peacemakers. And so, Father, you said that uh, blessed are those who are peaceful, for they become sons and daughters of yours, God. And so we pray even now. For the peacemakers amongst us, God, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege of being able to be in relationship with you. Now, Lord, I ask that you cover us for the remaining of this day, ah, God, for the remainder of this day. Station angels about us, God, give unto us the kind of protection and presence and peace that only you can give. God, I'm praying today, I'm praying today, I'm praying today for your presence in everything that we, in fact, will have to encounter. Help us to make wise decisions. In Jesus' name we pray, and the people of God said amen. Thank you so very much for your time today. Um, stay tuned to next week. We'll come back together again. We'll keep hammering this thought that we get all that God has for us. Know that I love you all much. Now, on your mark, get set, let's grow. Have a great day on purpose. Love you all. God bless.